Welcome, everyone, to another edition of At Wits In, the podcast Quick Wits does at the end of a Quick Wits show. It's fellatio. <laughs> that, of course... Nailed it! <laughs> that, of course, Jesse with his, uh, his, uh, I don't know what we even call it. We'll call it color commentary. Color commentary uh, to start the show. Uh, we've got, uh, it's a three-man uh, group tonight. We've got myself, we got Jesse and Jason. Uh, and I, I just want to say for this podcast, I've turned over a new leaf. I uh, because I've no I've kind of stuff. I've kind of found myself not just that no swearing nothing adult it's gonna be totally clean from here on in really? all of the podcasts forever all the shows I'm a new man guys and what I, happened I am not making the same commitment <laughs> I'm I'm not even sure I want uh, Jason to put money down on this it's a personal journey guys now let me continue to eat my salted nut roll while you guys. <laughs> I am. That is what I'm consuming. I wonder. He must have an interview coming up, and is worried that people are going to be checking backlogs of At Wits End. I think At Wits End is the last thing he needs to worry about if there's an interview. Old me would have made a backlog joke there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight, fun show. We're into our March Madwits and uh, into our Final Four, and uh, we all had dreams. Yeah, all three of us were uh, yeah. captaining teams. Uh, I got to tell you that uh, the the judging though got very exciting at the end. We had we had already announced a Dewey beats Truman setting, but then found six more votes came in. Uh, see, we should have had Jason hold up the uh, <laughs> whoever initially won on a fake piece of paper. Well, that was your team that initially won. Yeah, you guys. Oh, no, yeah. no, I really like. I, I walked out. And somebody stopped me and said, oh, we need to turn these in. So I took them, and I was like, this might be a tide, but this might uh, turn the tide. And they laughed, and we brought it back. It, it did. The tide. Yeah. <laughs> well, because your, your, uh, your team was ahead by three votes. Wow. And then six votes came in. All six of them went to Jason's team. All six of them were people you brought. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> people Tito brought. So here's the funny thing. So Jason goes, oh, I'll go announce it. And he came back in. All of a sudden, with, hey, I, I got six more of these. And yeah, nobody witnessed the stuff that I said happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Jason, Jason comes up with six more votes for uh, Susan from HR. And they move in and will face Milkshake Mafia for the uh, finals. Yeah. Pretty excited. So come on down for March Rigdwitz. Anytime <laughs> you want to come. <laughs> But uh, we know Jason won't be there to see his own uh, team move on into the finals. Because I don't need to be there, Bob, for my team to beat you. <laughs> Not to mention, Jason doesn't exactly have a healthy history with being here for the whole It's season. pretty amazing I made it to the championship because yeah. I hold the record for most, most first-round losses. Yeah. yeah, I've lost in the first round more times than we've had March Madwitz, <laughs> if you count the substitutions I've done. You're like our own version of Virginia. You could beat by any team. Seeing it at this point, the old Jason would have made a joke about virgin because <laughs> it's the start of Virginia. But the new me just recognizes it as a feel-good part of the heart of America. The current Jesse would have made a Virginia tech joke and then laughed despite it having nothing to do with the context of the jokes. <laughs> and the old me would have just went, Ugh. You, you are the old Bob. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Good clean jokes, guys. Good clean jokes. Good clean fun. Hey, so uh, let's do a little scene thing. We did uh, with Milkshake Mafia tonight. We uh, we based our scenes off uh, a bunch of our scenes off of fortune cookies. So this scene 
is going to be based off of this fortune cookie I just opened up here. Your most memorable dream will come true. Ooh, my mo oh, so guys, yeah, I used to have a really weird recurring dream. I swear to you, real recurring dream, probably from about the time and my parents let me watch way more TV than I should have. Right, uh, probably from about eight to to fourteen, I guess, was about the last time I had it. I had it probably, I don't know, eight times or so. This exact same dream where I was at my babysitter's house with these kids that we were, I was babysat with, and uh, a, a little Tonka truck, a remote control truck, pulled up, and it had a note in the back, and it was from the Grim Reaper who <laughs> <laughs> who sent us out on uh, on missions. So we had a mission to complete. I don't remember. I don't remember anything else other than like. Being with all my friends at the babysitter's house, and then like the truck's like, Bah! we're like, what's this? And we're like, Bah! we read it, and then the Green Reaper's like, you've got to go on this mission. This sounds like a coming of age Rob Reiner movie from the 80s. <laughs> my so, parents let me watch only coming of age Rob Reiner movies from the 80s. <laughs> so this says, so this was a recurring dream. Was it, do you remember? It, was it, it happened the same missions? way. It happened. No, it was the same. It was like it played out the same way every time. It was the same mission every time. Yeah, it was it, that was the one that was one of the recurring dreams, and the other one I had. Was uh, that I was in this like high school soap opera and dated a girl in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> those are those two dreams, and like I just like the only thing I can remember from it now is like a picture frame that was next to my bed with the picture of the girl in the wheelchair, but the glass of the frame was all cracked. <laughs> like it's super dramatic. That girl dates redheads because that's just how she rolls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Old me and newbie thinks that's funny. <laughs> Time to get to bed. Time to get to bed. Oh, now, your mom. mom said that I was to make sure that you got in bed by 8.30. And I need you to get to bed now. I hate when you babysit, Stephanie. Hey, that's... Yeah, I don't care if you hate me. I just am going to do what's right. Stephanie, oh. I don't want to go to sleep. Well, well, you have to go to sleep. Everyone goes to sleep. I can't handle another mission. I'm getting too old for this. Wait. What do, what do you mean, another Jimmy's, mission? Jimmy's been getting Tonka Truck Omens. A Tonka Truck Omen? What, yeah. What the spirit of the great Tonka visits me, and he delivers missions to me in my dreams, and I have to complete them. If I don't, I have to give in to the sweet embrace of death. Look, I'm tired of this, okay? I've got homework I've got to do. You two get to bed, and I don't want to hear anything coming out of this room. You understand me? Fine. If my parents come home and I'm dead, they will not pay you. I'll get the money first before they check on you. <laughs> so the babysitter leaves, closing the door behind the, um, behind her. And the two children are in bed um, with only the light from the moon shining in through the window. It's quiet for a few hours, and finally they drift off to sleep. But they're still, uh, still fearful of the spirit of the great Tonka. Then all of a sudden, after a while, the window opens up. And a large, hairy, middle-aged man in a onesie comes in and hits the floor with a thud. Then the kids wake up. Ugh, what was that? What was that? Uh, hey, kids. Oh, it's the great Tonka. Yeah, I'm a great Tonka. <laughs> oh, what do you want tonight? Uh, listen. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> Gross, Tonka. The door is closed. We're stuck with that. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Listen. It smells uh, like a Slim Jim in here. Oh, man. Listen to Great Tonka. Uh, he, he, owes, uh, he owes Billy the Whale a lot of money. 
So I'm gonna need you two to go out. There's a liquor store. I'm gonna need you to rob it. And uh, you get all the money. Oh no! Get it. Get the Tastes money. Tastes like smoked kippers. And pick me up some smoked kippers too on your way, cause that sounds really good. Just get all the money you can. We Bring cut to uh, it's the inside of a liquor store, <laughs> and uh, th there's regular liquor store activities going on. Except inside the front door, you just hear like the jingling bell, and as the door close, closes, there's an eight year old and a ten year old in their pajamas standing in the doorway. <laughs> um, in an effort to be a little more incognito, they've pulled pantyhose onto their heads, but only down to their brows, so their faces aren't covered. <laughs> What do we do now? I don't know. He gave me a list of stuff. We need to find Cognac. 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 Isn't that what grows on palm trees? Yeah, Cognac. Cognac. <laughs> We're so yes. smart. Yeah. Finally, they capture the eye of the uh, of the the attendant that's working at the liquor store. He goes, "Hey, hey, kids, what are you doing in here?" We're looking for Where's your mom? We're on a dream mission. A, a dream mission? What? Spirit of the Great Tonka needs coconuts. Listen, kids, I ain't got time for this. Where's your mom? Oh, your dad. Wait, where's your parents, huh? We don't know. They left us with Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca the babysitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Rebecca. Upon closer inspection, they notice that the, uh... The attendant is dressed very similarly to the great Tonka. So, uh, what are you doing here? You, you need me to call Rebecca for you? I got a number on speed dial. No, we just need coconuts. Coconuts? We don't sell coconuts here. It says on the list. We got a list. Got a list here. What is it? You got, uh, that, that's, that's cognac. Okay, well, we need some of those. I can't just give you cognac. And hey, what is this at the bottom? Kippers? Well, kippers, yeah. No, but at the very bottom, it says you've got a gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, I left it. I left, that. I left it by the bike. Shut up. Shut well, up. What do you mean you got a gun? Well, here's the thing, mister. This is a robbery. So, fleas. <laughs> well, hell no. I ain't being robbed by no kids. The kids are starting to look really serious and angry, and as one customer is walking out, they stop and look at the kids and then rub one of them on the head. The pantyhose get caught in their watch, and they kind of rip the pantyhose off and walk out the door. The, the oldest kid freaks out a little bit, and he grabs the nearest bottle, and he breaks it over the, uh, over the, the, the shelf and now holds a broken bottle. Without even hesitating, the second child takes it from his hand, leaps forward, and slices the Achilles tendon completely in half. Ah! And, and it's pronounced cognut. <laughs> MFR. <laughs> the kids rifle through the uh, rifle through the register, pulling all the money they can, throwing it in, uh, throwing it in there. They they find some. Make sure you get the big silver ones. Those are worth the most. Yeah, biggest or bestest. They make their way out the out the door, and they uh, have bags full of cash, but no liquor. <laughs> They make their way back into the room where uh, the great Tatanka's waiting for them. <sighs> How'd it go, kids? Well, really well. I, sh I, I killed a man's ankle. Oh, well, that's good. It's, it's, it's uh, thinking outside the box. The great Tonka, is, uh, he's, he's been laying in one of the kids' bed, and he throws the blanket up to get up, and it's obvious he's pissed the kids' bed. 
Oh man, not again. Tonka? Hey. Oh man, he broke your vow of no swear words. <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry, kids. This 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 happens from the great beyond. This is this is what happens when you don't do what you want. Death seeps out of me. Why does your death smell like asparagus? <laughs> Did you bring me some kippers? <laughs> you brought your coconut. Coconut and lots of quarters. Well, listen. I'll be back again tomorrow Aww. with another mission. We just want to sleep. Please free us from these ghostly apparitions. I'll free you. <laughs> when, when, when I get free, all right? We cut to uh, Tonga's home as he's getting back from uh, laying out the missions. It's uh, It's a trailer. His front porch is made out of old wooden pallets, uh, and uh, you can see there's a there's a grill missing a leg outside, kind of tilted. There's one of those electric bug zappers that's also serving as the porch light. <laughs> uh, another day, another another dollar. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. We see the uh, the man from the liquor store. <laughs> He's lying in the bed. <laughs> what the hell happened to you? <laughs> Some kids that came in and <laughs> robbed me. They cut my Achilles with a bottle. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not good. You, you don't know who they are, do you? And see. What swear did I say? You threw me off. Piss. Oh, piss is not a swear. <laughs> it is subjective. I don't think damn shit and ass are swears. But everywhere I go, everywhere I go, people are like, oh, you, you swore. You <laughs> all learned a little bit of something now. So wait, you don't feel like there's swears at all? Be, be real for a second. No, okay, so without, without saying them, the C word... Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the F word. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those two I recognize as swears. I don't think damn's a swear. I don't think hell's a swear. I really don't even think shit's a swear. Like, if, if someone says shit, I okay. don't recognize it. Look, D word and H word, I can buy your argument. S word, I don't know, pushing the envelope. You think? Yeah, I think, think? so. Are you, don't yeah, you think no, but you can go crap. And I feel like, like the in-between there is the B word. So, D, H, A, those are all in the pretty fair category. Vagina? B, next level. What? Vagina? Vagina, yeah. Vagina. Actually, uh, bastard is one of my favorite swear words. Bastard? Bastard. I mean, I know, it's not really a yeah, swear bastard. word. One time we were walking uh, the dog when I was probably, I was probably 10, my sister was 7, and uh, we had a very, um, we, we didn't get along very well, and my sister was really mean. Super mean to me, but I was pretty mentally torturous. And I said something to her. I don't know what it was at this time, but it was probably super mean. Uh, and she just stopped and yelled, little seven year old at the top of her lungs, You bastard! In the middle of this nice neighborhood. And I was like, Christy, what did you just do? She's like, I just called you bastard. And she was, I was like, Do you know what that means? She's like, No. And I said, I don't either. <laughs> so, um, but it was, uh, it was one of those moments where, you know, we yelled a swear and nothing happened. I went off at some guy, so it was the finals, the NBA finals when the Bulls and the Jazz were playing, and my dad and I were uh, 
were there and sitting in front of us in the store in front of us were these uh these teenagers from Chicago. I don't know quite how old they were, but uh they were um the whole time, like this was like one of Carl Malone's big years. He got the MVP that year, and every time we'd start chanting MVP, he'd be going, "Shut up, shut up!" And he just kept going. And it became really infuriating with because he sat, he was right in front of me, and the fans around were now much more interested in him than the game. And I was like, "Crap! I paid a lot of money for these tickets because it's the finals, and I wanted to see this game." But now he's like ruined this whole thing for me, and the. Um, the Bulls were winning most of the time, but at one point Stockton throws this court, full court pass all the way. Malone catches it kind of over his shoulder and without even dribbling just puts it right in for a layup. And the Jazz were still down by like three points, but you could just tell the momentum just completely shifted in the fourth quarter. And this guy puts his head down in his hands and he's just, oh, and something snapped in me. And I went after this guy. And I think I probably said the word bastard like a thousand times. And I was like, no, you bastard, you get up right now. You don't give up on your team. Even I just going, I was doing everything going, well, you're a horrible fan if you're going to give up on your team now. You bastard, you get up and you root for your team. I picture the Jumbotron focused on you. You're like, all right, fuck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but it was, and my dad was even like, he was a little freaked out. But I mean, I was just yelling at and the best friend was like a security guard comes down and he tells me to knock it off. And I go, dude, you get back up there. And I said, you will, what, what do you, you think you're going to, think you're going to take me out of here right now? There's two minutes left in the game. Do you want to spend it with me down in some room filling out some report? I don't think so. So you're going to go back up there and you're going to leave me alone. And because you didn't do anything when this guy was giving us shit the whole game and you didn't say a word. But now that I'm giving it to him, you come down, you get back up there. Well, I'll just, you know, just be cool, dude. He goes up there. But uh, that was that was uh, that was a time that I definitely just snapped. Those that's the exact reason I don't play video games because <laughs> I get exactly like that instantaneously. Mm. And it's, I, I've been told it's not pretty. <laughs> uh, welcome, uh, welcome, kids. This is the finals of the Spelling Bee uh, for uh, Manitoka County. Uh, you two are now in the finals, and we're going to be um, giving you words. You all understand the rules? Yeah, I understand the rules. Right. And I understand them quite well. Yeah, right. thanks. Uh, all right, Jacob, you uh, first. Jacob! Go, Jacob! Tell your dad Mr. Mr. Stevenson, we can't have you yelling in the crowd. We can't even have you just lightly. Just, we need you to be quiet. Quiet from the... Mr. Stevenson, your son is about to be disqualified. All right. I'm just going to go on. Jacob, your first word is yes. the B word. Could you use it in a sentence, please? Yes. Jacob, I have a feeling that at home your mother's a real B word. B word. Could you give me the uh, entomology of the word, please? Uh, B word uh, derived uh, in the 50s. Uh, first to... Uh, connotate a female species of canine, but was later used to describe a woman who had just lost her mind and uh, was doing whatever she wanted. Jigs! Country of origin? 
uh, United States. Just to clarify, am I spelling the B word or am I spelling the B word? You're spelling the B word. <laughs> Dad, stop. <laughs> Dad, seriously. God, I'm trying to win a spelling bee. B. <laughs> Dad, I'm serious right now. May I restart? <laughs> you may restart. Dad. We cut back to the home before the spelling bee even takes place, and uh, the father is speaking uh, to Jake and making it very clear that uh, he expects a lot from his oh, son. Oh, buddy, boy, I'm so excited. You're going to go in there. You're going to kill him. Oh, you're going to get him. That other pencil that geek doesn't stand a chance against Jake, 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 Jake. Jake, 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 Jake and Bake, baby, woo! The, the, uh, the camera, if you will, pans back a little bit to reveal that they're at the dinner table having a family dinner and the father has climbed over onto the table and is looming over his son chanting into his face. One hand is smashed into a bowl of mashed potatoes. The other hand is smashed hard into green beans. And every time he chants Jake, he just mashes his fingers in and out. He's so excited. There is sweat and drool profusely running down his face. One Speaking of the other of children uh, reaches, reaches a spoon under and scoops some mashed potatoes from around Dad's hand. Speaking of smash, Jake's mother is uh, into her eighth glass of wine and uh, doesn't even really care what's going on at the time. Uh, Dad, just... You're allowed to come support me, but if you could just... You always get a little overhyped, so if you could not this time... <laughs> okay, I'm going to take... Just say Jake one time, if you agree. Jake! Good, Jake. <laughs> Cut back to the spelling bee. The father still has two bowls of, uh, of uh, side dishes on his hand. <laughs> you can see also under his foot, there's a, there's a big bowl uh, containing corn uh, in place of one of his loafers. B, I, T, C, H. The B word. That is correct. From half court, boo! Mr. Stevenson, please. Thank you. Manners. <laughs> please and thank you. Go together. <coughs> Gerald, your word is next. Okay. Gerald sucks. <laughs> Mr. Stevenson, please. Thank you. Manners. <laughs> I mean, please stop. <laughs> Gerald. Yes. Your word is it. Could you use it in a sentence, please? The word you have to spell is it. As in quit. 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 Gerald, quit. Quit the match. But I have the definition. Of quit. <laughs> A, a noun denoting a certain object, as in, it's there, a pronoun. it is. <laughs> Indirect. <laughs> Mr. Stevenson! Please. Thank you. Merge! <laughs> At this time, you see 
security descending the bleachers. The, the packed gymnasium uh, security is coming down to, to approach uh, Mr. Stevenson. Uh, Mr. Stevenson. <laughs> sir, sir, you, you've caused too much of a ruckus. We're going to have to ask you to come with us. Are you freaking kidding me? No. My kid went, my kid came this far. You're going to make me leave? Yes. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're disrupting the entire, uh, the entire auditorium. Dad, just go. <laughs> See, now, now you're just, you're hurting your son. Uh, if you could just, if you will let us at least just gag you so that you can't talk anymore. Deal, deal. Just let me say and see my boy win. Okay. This is your last final warning. How many other final warnings have I had? Oh, that's my last one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Put it in my mouth. <laughs> the man reaches down and takes a small um, corn on the cob from the bowl and puts it into his mouth. <gasps> they tie it off with a collection of string beans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Gerald, your word is it. <laughs> it. I, all right, you bastard! I've had just about a goddamn enough of you! You shut the hell up! I'm trying to spell a word! W-O-R-D-A-S-S-H-O-L-E! That's what I'm doing! Damn it! Take your stupid bull hands out of here! That was incorrect. God damn it! <laughs> it was all you got it! Thank you! Scene. <laughs> Matter! <laughs> There's definitely a point where, <laughs> where I finished talking as one character was waiting for one of you to finish and realized <laughs> I'm both characters. <laughs> Same thing happened to me with... Uh, <laughs> With the great Tonka and the uh, the guy from the liquor store. So this time it's your turn to uh, play okay. two characters. That's your okay. job. Play multiple characters. I forgot my son's name. It sounds like a, we don't go back to him. <laughs> uh, Cameron is our super fan. Uh, what's our uh, what's our word to talk about for our final scene? Legacy. 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 Uh, you know, I guess if my team wins March Madwitz, that's quite a legacy. I'll have uh, two wins. That's a repeat, not a legacy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jesse, you won a March. Oh, wait, you lost tonight, so you're not going. I, for a second, you, I thought you won for a second, then I remember when I rigged Yeah, I remember the, uh, the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the magic votes I found. Rigged wits. <laughs> Hashtag rigged wits. Hashtag sad. <laughs> sad. Um, yes, I won the second year. My team with, won the second With the Blossom year. Boys? The, mm, no, it was Maui Wowie. Oh, the okay. Blossom Boys came in second the first year to the Big Damn Heroes. Big Damn Heroes. We won the inaugural one. Well, Doug won. <laughs> Pretty much Doug carried Joel and I. Joel and Bob, dead weight. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Doug may be the only person that listens to these. <laughs> Hello, Doug. Hey. I, I was being legitimate. <laughs> But yeah, oh, we, I wasn't there for that. I didn't see it because I always leave for Easter, and a lot of times these do fall on Easter weekend. Right. Yeah, and um, so yeah, Bob's team won the first year. Uh, my team won the second year. Michael's team won last year. Yep. With Airbud Seven. Love, Love is, is just, just a, a word. That's right. Fucking great title. But that's the, a great name for a team. 
John Fairbanks was on that team, though, and he's on my team oh, this year. So you and John might be the key. Yeah, might be a, a legacy, as I say. Uh, do you guys uh, have any of your like personal legacies that you're trying to leave on? I I want to be forgotten about completely as soon as possible after I die. So, <laughs> nope. No, you know, I, I realize this is going to sound very egotistical. I, I realize one thing that does motivate me is to be remembered after. Yeah. Uh, that That's what, you know, like... Uh, you know, the, the improv books that I have, that's kind of, I'm more like seeing that that's, those will probably, you know, kind of outlive me, especially if this China thing happens, but uh, I know that. But uh, not if the North Korea thing happens. No, that, that, that won't work, but, uh, um, but I, I do realize that there are things I do, and it's, why do I do these things? It's because I do want to be remembered. I don't think my kids are ever going to have children, so the, the door name is going to die out. <laughs> but, About times yeah, i know yeah. ask me but i i do see that as something that uh, that does drive me in a, a very egotistical way and see it's like i'm kind of in the same boat i don't really have any physical things or like works i've done specifically i don't have an opus at this point but um just when i die i want people to just go yeah it's kind of he was a funny dude sad he's dead i'll do your eulogy that's all I want is exactly those words. He's a funny dude. Sad he's dead. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what I'll do. We're going to just play you saying it from this podcast. Break <laughs> out your fucking phone. No, we can just use the audio from this yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I just said. Yeah. I wasn't listening to you. I was busy thinking about my legacy. <laughs> Mr. Miller, go ahead and uh, have a seat. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I... I've been working with you for a long time. You have been a phenomenal patient. Um, I really just appreciate, you know, that you and I can have conversations on a very honest level. And there's not a lot of patients I can do that with. Yeah, I've enjoyed it as well. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, Mr. Miller, it's not looking good. What's not looking good? Is it my shirt? Because you're a liar if it's my shirt. I love the banter, Mr. Miller, but... Uh, no, you have uh, fairly invasive cancer. I don't know that you have more than three months to live. Three months to live? But what am I going to do? I'm, what am I going to leave behind? $15,000 in debt? I want to leave more than that. What do I do? More debt? No, I want to leave more things behind than just debt. Have you, have you sat down and considered what your legacy is? No, I, I have a lot to think about. Sit down with your loved ones, have a conversation about this. If you need some intervention, professional intervention, uh, there's some grief counselors I'm happy to turn you over to. We cut to uh, his home later that evening. He's at a table with his wife and um, his mother and father and all their kids. I have invasive cancer. What, sweetie? No, tell me it's not true. I'm afraid it is true. No, daddy, why? I'm sorry, little Timmy. That's just the way it is. Why did God let this happen? Now, now, Margaret, don't blame God. <laughs> Everyone just calm down. Everyone just calm down. There's a knock at the door, and uh, he goes to answer it inside the... Uh... The doctor's there with uh, with a grief counselor. They've come to visit him. Hey, um, 
we just thought, you know, my, this grief counselor, I, I thought, I know you've often expressed to me over the years a great love for music. Yeah. And so uh, this is, this is uh, Jones Rockefeller. Uh, Jones Rockefeller is a renowned singing psychiatrist and uh, grief counselor. And uh, I've been working with him. We, we've been working on something that we think can maybe soften the blow to your family. Now, you haven't said anything to them yet, have you? Um, it's all right. It's all right. Maybe when we got some stuff that might lighten the mood a little bit, we've been working on a little bit. We feel like, uh, as, as straightforward as you are, and you kind of just don't care about a lot of things, we thought this would be a great place to work some of our material. Okay. No, yeah, that sounds good. Hey, everybody, we're going to listen to a shrink sing. Oh boy, what's he going to sing? I don't know. Probably a song. Oh, I should have known that in retrospect. I'm hungry. We just had dinner. How could you still be hungry? Everyone's forgetting that dad's dying. Oh yeah, now I'm sad again. Grandma, wake up. You're missing important conversation. What? I'm awake. What did I miss? Your son has cancer. Which son? Tom. No, my favorite son. It's at this point that Jones Rockefeller and the doctor look at each other because... There is no one else in the room. <laughs> it's just Tom randomly making noises and running around the room to Mr. make it. Mr. Miller, maybe do you actually not? We don't. We don't have to do this. No, no, I insist. Everybody, clear some space. I'm sorry. It's so crowded. I'm very sorry. Jones Rockefeller pulls out his ukulele. Oh. <laughs> Listen here, we've come to bring you a little cheer. I see that you're all alone, but you don't have to be without a phone. I've got my number plugged in, call me when you need me. I'll talk you down from the ledge. But here is something I've got, it's a CD signed by Sister Sledge. They were a singing group in the 80s. Yeah, I know. They, they sang We Are Family. I like that song. Me too. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what my favorite song is? No one cares what you think, Timmy. I'll kill you, Samantha. Now, kids, no talk of death threats. And death's a sore subject for Daddy right now. Sorry, Dad. Grandma, wake up! Would you, would you gentlemen like some cookies? Uh, they exchange glances because what he's holding out is a plate of... They're cardboard cutout cookies. You can say he's drawn in magic marker onto a box and just cut out cookies. Not even with like a tan and brown marker, like green and yellow marker. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what kind of cookies uh, are those? Orange! <laughs> ah, well, Orange uh... cookies, huh? Yeah, well, you know, this is, uh, you know, maybe your baking is a good legacy. Uh, be behind some recipes, family recipes. Oh, no, I don't want anyone eating my creations. You just offer them to us. Well, you didn't accept, as I secretly hoped you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, we had more words of wisdom, but it feels like you've got everything under control here. Oh, I'd like to think I'm taking this pretty well. All right, well, kids, you should probably get off to bed. But we want to spend more time with you. And oh, you'll have plenty of time with me until I die, of course. Tears start rolling down one side of Mr. Miller's face. He reaches up with the opposite hand and wipes it away. Don't cry, Annabelle. 
Just know that I love you more than life itself. He begin. He, he wraps his hands around himself like he's making out, and then like violently thuds himself into the table. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love kids. Go upstairs. <laughs> uh, the doctor and uh, Jones Rockefeller see themselves out. Uh, we cut to it's a little over three months later, and it's the funeral for uh, the man he uh, succumbed to the cancer. And the, the uh, casket is closed, and uh, there's. No one in the room that Dr. and Jones Rockefeller have showed up to pay their respects, expecting the, the hall that was filled with hundreds of chairs. And to their surprise, Tom makes his way to the, to the podium. Heaven got another angel yesterday, <laughs> my friends. See, God there. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> that was wow. <laughs> I like that one. I figured your ukulele was there. I should pimp you on it. I forgot it was there. You like picks up his ukulele. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like his singing psychiatrist, and I was looking at the ukulele. Oh, I was just, just like, sitting there hanging out. <laughs> Forgot I had it. <laughs> yeah, and I was going past that to the, just going to leave him in this room by himself with all of these voices in his head. The really funny part is uh, I, I was going to, like, have one of your hands go and start unbuckling your pants. I was like, it's weird if I don't get the kids out of the room. So I was glad you got the kids out of the room yeah. and did that whole scene yourself. <laughs> group mind, group mind. Group mind. We all knew Jesse was going to get it on with his wife. Oh, yeah. Which was himself. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> the only one who would listen to him. I know. I'll never say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of you listeners, and Doug especially, we hope you've had a good time uh, listening to the uh, ramblings of Jason, Jesse, and myself. And we hope you'll check out more things going on at qwcomedy.com. That's the QuickWits website. Come and see a show, and please stick around so we have more than just Cameron hanging around. Not that you're show. not enough, Cameron. No, we love Cameron, but uh, yeah, yeah. we'd uh, love to have uh, love to have more people hang out so Jesse doesn't have to do the voices of the, all the audience members. Yeah. Yeah. But in this episode, you got to hear... Jason... Jesse! I'm Bob. We'll see you again real soon for another edition of At Wit's End. At Wit's End! <laughs> <laughs>